Welcome back, guys, to a new episode of Gamers Cafe, where I'm open for everything that's going on in the PC gaming world. There's a lot going on. So, as always, I'm your host, Brett Dicer. Let's get on with it, because there is quite a bit of stuff going on. It's exciting. All right, anyways, Windows 10. Yes, Windows 10, the, well, it's still divisive, I think, but still the very divisive uh operating system that some people like, some people hate, but some people just rather would use Windows 7, which is a great operating system, by the way. Well, it is getting, or it's finally unveiled, it's game mode that you can try in, in the Insider build. Now, I will say this, is that it's not very stable. There are some big bugs and it doesn't really work on some games. So uh, be aware of that because it may actually not really work for you very well, and you would probably be very frustrated if you don't want to fix the stuff. So what it's supposed to do, gaming modes, or game mode supposed to do, is it's supposed to help uh, limit uh, other background programs from, well, interfering with your game, which in some cases could be a very good thing. Uh, so take it with a grain of salt as always. Like I said before, it's not really working very well, and the team behind it said that we weren't going to do it, but then we decided to do it, but we're gonna to work to fix it. So this isn't really live to everybody. It's in the insider build, so if you are the very industrious, astute, or problem solver that likes to test out new things but fix problems, this is the game mode for you. If you don't like to do that, then don't, because you're gonna be frustrated and it's not gonna work very well. And, well, that's going to be your fault. But, yeah, it's kind of sort of out, but not really out in the wild. They are going to fix it. So if you really want to try it out, then go over and be part of the Insider build so you can actually try it out. Because if you don't want to, then you won't be able to try it out, and it doesn't really matter. Anyways, moving on to the Division. So the Division is coming out with update 1.6, and it's coming with, uh, well, different things, but the most... I guess controversial thing with it right now is the microtransactions. Now there are some minor microtransactions going on with it, not too much, but this one's gonna be more cosmetic and probably gonna be clothing, which there's already a bunch of clothing you can choose from, a bunch of exclusive clothing from uh, Rainbow Six Siege, from Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands, from just being a beta person or even, uh, or even, um, you know, just just playing the game. I got some, or actually say pre-order the game because I got some, uh, I got the Division jacket, as they call it. So there are, there are a bunch of things, but this one is going to be all microtransaction. Now they're saying that it's not going to uh, hinder or give an advantage to players that buy it because it's not grinding at all, at all. You cannot grind to get this stuff. This is all paid for by real money. So if you don't want if you don't want to you know do that then don't you can't complain about it but I don't know how well the complaining would actually be on it because you want know to be honest with you it's not it's not really uh yeah it's just one of those things where you can complain about it but why why would you why would you complain about it why just why 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 Anyways, uh, like I said, this is premium real money. Now, now players have been upset about this, 
And rightly so is that we gamers, we don't like to be taken advantage of. And we sometimes feel like developers do. Like with season passes, they almost cost as much as the game. And I get it that you're saying, but you get a lot of content, kind of, sort of. It's all in perspective. I mean, if you actually look at it, these things cost 15 bucks, but it's an imaginary thing. And it's probably more cost towards people working on it. So there's a fair trade-off in some ways. But then players feel like that they take... Uh, they take content out of the game to put it in the microtransaction or the DLC. So there's that argument as well. Plus with this one is the in-game currency. So I can actually get it from playing the game. I actually have to use my hard-earned money to actually get this. So there's that as well. Now the Division has been, well, it's had its controversies over the year that it's been out, year or two that's been out with uh, bugs, glitches, updates, not really fixing bugs but then doing harm then actually adding more bugs and that so you have that problem as well they finally decided to do a ptr like overwatch and that's helped with the updates quite a bit so they can test it out and then launch it to the greater community without messing too many systems up uh they also have taken a stricter stance on cheating a la overwatch because blizzard takes a really strict stance is basically if you cheat you're gone there is no discussion about it, and other developers have kind of followed suit because, to be honest with you, a lot of these cheaters do hurt the community, so uh, that's the other uh, that's the other problem as well. So there's that. Uh, so be on the lookout for that because uh, you could or could not. To me, I don't really care about this stuff. It's just cosmetic. I'll still play the game. I don't even have the season pass. I just play the original game content. I can't even go underground. Oh, no. Anyways, moving on to what I said last week about Obsidian uh, having a picture on their Twitter account that is kind of very ominous to a new game. And then eventually they finally said which one it is, and it's Pillars of Eternity 2. That's right. And it's, well, was on Kickstarter. No, excuse me, Fig. Fig is a little bit different from Kickstarter because Fig is more of gaming focus of crowdsourcing, but it's kind of the same idea. Uh, so they were kickstarted in one, or not kickstarted, they, they, their crowdsourcing, get that right, their crowdsourcing was, well, they were fully funded in less than a day, 22 hours and 57 minutes. So almost close to a day, but less than a day, they were already fully funded with a $1.1 million goal on there. So kudos to them for that. They were fully funded for that. So that's, that's. That's a good thing. Pillars of Attorney was actually a great game. I enjoyed that one. So it's good to see them making the second one. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go with this one since uh, it, the, tra the 30 second trailer was about dreams and gods. Ooh, also interesting. So there is that as well. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, be sure to follow the updates and you can still, you can still, uh, support them if you want to as well you don't have to you can just wait for the game to come out which i usually do anyways i'm not really big on supporting because of just some bad things that have happened all right moving on to mass effect andromeda there's a few uh updates for it first of all there is we kind of know the bad guy he's an alien um and he wants to kill everybody on the mass effect andromeda on the ship uh, it's called Ket Archon. Uh, so there is that, and you get to, you know, fly around, meet new people, 
say some funny things like, I don't need an army. I've I've got a Krogan, which is mainly true. I mean, Krogans are pretty awesome. Like I said, there is an, there's interesting since what actually happens is that they start their mission right when Mass Effect 2 was playing. And so they don't even know what's going on with the Reapers and everybody else. So it is in some ways part of Mass Effect, the trilogy, but very loosely, it's just, hey, we went on a mission to, well, to find strange new things in Bolago where no man, and it's not going to be no one because I'm still going to say no man has gone before. Uh, but yeah, so I'm still excited for this. I think it's going to be great. Now it's going to it's going to be uh, coming out. The release date is March 23rd, which or 21st, I should say, 23rd in Europe. Excuse me, 21st in North America and 23rd in Europe. So a few days earlier, or you can get the play first trial for Origin Axis and play it March 16th. Take it with a grain of salt if you want to, but it's there. It's it's that's what it is. So it should be interesting to see what that's all going to be about. I'm very excited about this. I'm very excited with all the character customizations. Not really caring about the who you can bang type of thing, even though some people care about that, as I've found out before. I'm more interested to see where the story is going and where the what characters they have created, and if they're just as good as any Bioware characters, because they do make really great characters. So I'm excited for that in general and to see what's all going in with that. Um, there are also some interesting ties between characters from the original uh, trilogy and the Andromeda trailer. Like one of the characters who's a female, which is Cora Harper, could be could have links to the Elusive Man. Because like I said before, this is taking place when Mass Effect 2 was uh, going on. So there's that as well. So it could be interesting to see that Elusive Man actually had a heart and actually loved it, actually had a child or genetically modified or made in a lab. You never really know with this stuff. It's the future. Could happen or not. You never really know. Anyways, moving on to uh, Overwatch. Yes, that's right. Overwatch news. So Overwatch or Blizzard has announced that Overwatch has 25 million players. That's a uh, that's a 5 million plus uh, from three months ago when they said 20 million. So they have quite a lot of people playing Overwatch. And it's not surprising for me because Overwatch is a, is a fun game. I play it every once in a while. I'm not as hardcore on it as I am, but that's also because I'm also reviewing games and playing other games and, well, replaying other games as much as often as I can as well, plus the podcast. But it's great to see that. It is a fun game. I gave it one of the highest reviews when I reviewed it because there was just little wrong with it. They did such a great job with how they they developed it that it was hard to not give it a close to almost perfect rating. There are some a few issues that I had with it, but beyond that, it was a pretty good game. So there is that. Uh, but yeah, so it is what it is. Uh, I'm not surprised about it. The interesting thing would be how many of these 25 million players are still playing, how often they are playing, and is there an uptick because of the free-to-play weekends and who actually plays uh, regularly, like how much of the player base actually does play regularly and all that other fun stuff. And, well, if anybody has alternate accounts, which I don't really know why people have alternate accounts, but 
They could, some could. You never really know. Cheaters. Just kidding. Also, what I said last week about the um, about the new skins coming out for Chinese New Year is true. And yes, it's from now. It started 24th. So it's going on right now to February 13th. So you can get all your stuff from May to Winston to Reinhardt to Zayneta all have their customary skins. Uh, and victory pauses in highlight intros happens as well. Uh, also, there's going to be changes to uh, Anna and Diva, uh, the long way to fix. So that means that uh, Anna's biotic grenade has been dialed back pretty significantly by 50%. So you won't be able to uh, boost those tanks very or heal them back as quickly this time around. Uh, Diva also has uh, dialed back her health pool as well by negative 200. So it's going to be instead of 600, it's going to be 400 as well. And also increasing the bullet per shot from 8 to 11. So there's that too. Uh, but it's good to kind of see a little bit more weakness to her because recently when I played, it was kind of hard to kill her. She was really tough. It's fun to play, but really tough to kill her a lot of times, especially if there was a really good team behind her. She was even more difficult to kill. So it's good to kind of see a little bit more balance between that as well. Uh, but yeah, I like where it's going with it. So there's that. But also there is uh, something interesting is that they have, Blizzard have said they're working on uh, work, working on Bastion and doing a little bit of buffs for him. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of Bastion. I don't like him as much, but to, to kind of just completely just ignore him is never a good thing as well because he is a character. He's, he can be viable, not too much in the pro scene, but more in just the quick play scene. Some people will still use him, uh, but he does need a little bit of rework. But people have been saying that's the beginning of the launch, that he needed a little bit of a rework. Looks like they're now actually looking into it and seeing what they can do with it as well. So that's always a good thing. I'm always excited to see what Blizzard comes up with. Maybe he'll have a uh, two different ultimates like uh, uh, like a Symmetra or Sumatra. Sorry, Sumatra had. I don't know why I keep on saying Sumatra, Sumatra had uh, as well. But good to see a little bit of a rework with him and see what they can actually do with it. So it should be interesting what's going on with uh with Overwatch, with everything that's going on. And lastly, not leastly, even though that doesn't make sense, uh, they have announced Capture the Flag. That's right, there's going to be a new Capture the Flag mode. Now, it's only going to be an arcade mode because they've decided that they didn't really want it in the quick play. And it's just kind of a unwinder mode that they said to unwind and do stuff. So it should be interesting to see what it does. Now, they were testing it around, seeing how well they could work it. They had a test where if you got the flag, uh, all your abilities would not be able to work, but they said that it really wasn't part of Overwatch, which I agree with. So what it is, it's going to be more of a timer. Once you get the flag, you have a timed, certain amount of time to get it back. Also, uh, the enemy can just take your flag too, so there's an interesting dynamic between that. So it should be interesting to see if players will actually play this and then actually will like this game mode or not. And there'll, there'll always be tweaks to it as well, but it's good to see a new game mode. I'd like to see a little bit more new variety in the quick play game modes besides just capture hold points and then payload, which is fine, which is fun, but a little bit more. I mean, capture the flag could be an interesting thing if they put it into the quick play rotation. They won't right now, but it'd be interesting to see what they will put in the rotation going forward because 
it's a Overwatch is a fun game. I like I like to play it every once in a while. I don't play it as often as I used to, but I still like to play it. It's still one of my favorites. Moving on to Civilization VI and uh, upcoming updates with it. So they're still working on mod tools and Steam Workshop support. They haven't gotten quite there yet. That doesn't mean that the mod community hasn't actually made quite a bit of mods. Now, it hasn't been as wildly successful with the modding scene as, let's say, XCOM 2 has, but XCOM 2 was released with full mod support, so there is that as well. But you want know Civilization 6 is a really fun game. If you love strategy games, this is something you should actually get. I highly like it. It's a fun strategy game. It's it's turn-based, so you do have to put that take that into consideration, but still really, really fun. And plus, you get to play all the great... Uh, history heroes i should say uh so there's that as well and you get to manage cities yeah my little minions you can do that i do that every once in a while why not it's, it's fun to do that but yeah it's it's had a lot of great um additions since civilization 5 so i just like it in general it's one of the best strategy games out in 2016 slash 17 because it kind of came out at the tail end 2016 so i still put it in 2017 as well uh so yeah that's kind of updates for it and i'm really excited to see it finally come out because it should all right here's a head scratcher and interesting thing ace combat 7 skies unknown is coming to the pc that's right the ever fun arcadey uh flight simulation game from the ps4 that came out late 2015 is going over to the PlayStation, I mean the PC. Now, it's not really a mainstay, and I don't know a lot of people actually still play Ace Combat. It's been around for quite a while though, so there's that too. So it's it's interesting to see that they're finally coming out with the PC version, and I'm wondering what the PC version will actually have. We'll have mod support, I'm hoping it will, but it will kind of focus on a multi-country, multilateral war with more focus on drones and the end of uh, human pilots and all that other stuff that's going on with that's going on currently with what's going on in the world. So there's that as well. Take it with a grain of salt, but hey, it could be good. It could be eh, not so good. I don't. I haven't. I haven't played Ace Combat in quite a while. So it is what it is. And all right, the former uh, Grand Theft Auto producer L Leslie Bensies. Probably said his name wrong, and I apologize. Uh, has formed a new studio, unnamed, and a new project called Everywhere. And this is supposed to bridge the gap between reality and non-reality. I take it, take that what you want with that, or bridge the gap between reality and entertainment. I think he said. Um, so take that with with a grain of salt, or I don't know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense because, well, you don't really know what they're actually going to be doing. Uh, they are going to be using Amazon Lumberyard Engine, which is kind of a, a spiritual successor, I guess you could say, with the Crycheck Engine, which uh, which uh, the Cloud Emporium Studios is actually using for Star Citizen as well. Uh, now, it's an interesting thing because he had some notable creds to him. He was the one that also did work on Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto 5, Grand GTA Online, Manhunt. Max Payne 3, Red Dead Redemption, L.A. Noir, all great games. So he's got some pretty credit. He's got some good credit on there. He also has some ex Rockstar North, which he's from. Uh, people coming with him, uh, Colin 
Estewizzle, probably says his name wrong, and I apologize once again. Uh, for the lead programmer of Rockstar North and Matt Smith, the uh, former audio director as well. And they all have the same credit as him as well. Uh, also with this, he's a tidbit of his um, lawsuit with Rockstar, and he wants, uh, he filed and he wants $150 million um, payment. Right or wrong, I don't really know. That's not for me to decide. It's, it's, it's all allegations right now. So we, we don't really know what's going to happen with this. But everywhere seems interesting, especially since it's probably going to be all about um, online, persistent online and more towards multiplayer than probably anything else. But we, we shall see what's going to go on with that. Should be interesting. And all right. Looks like uh, Square Enix has teased out a new game from the developers of Deus Ex and Tomb Raider. And it's all about Avengers. That's right. They're going to do Avengers and maybe it will have some Deus Ex overtone, maybe, or Tomb Raider overtone. Maybe there'll be explosions everywhere and you have to jump and use bow and arrow. Hawkeye. Uh, we don't really know. I mean, it's there is a kind of a teaser trailer, but it's not really much to go off of right now. But it should be interesting to see where this all goes and if it will actually be pretty good. My money is it's going to be pretty good, um, if especially if these two studios working on a multi-game partnership. Uh, expect some really great storytelling, uh, some really great action, especially if Deus Ex, if the devs uh, focus more on what they did with uh, Human Revolution, not Mankind Divide. It was all right story, not the best, but Human Revolution was a lot better in that regards. Also, Prey has a has a confirmed release date. It's going to be launching in May, and I'm actually really excited for this. This really does harken or have influences from Bioshock, System Shock 2, all great games in their own right. It kind of has that um, about a station gone wrong, about a test experiment gone wrong, and how you can transform into coffee mugs, turrets, and everything else, and with a lot of interesting combat too. So... I mean, I don't like survival horror too much, but I do play it if it's a big enough game. I mean, it's just not my favorite. Out of all of them, it's not my favorite, even though I, Alien Isolations is a great game. And I will be doing a review on Resident Evil 7 because I just finished it. Um, it's not my favorite, but it does look interesting, and I'm interested to see what's going on with it. Especially it's Arcane Studios that did Dishonored 2, Dishonored, which are also great games as well. Are you still playing Fallout 4? Well, there's a new mod out, and it basically replaces the giant um, robot, Liberty Prime robot, with the Iron Giant. That's right, you can now have the Iron Giant in your game if you love that very critically acclaimed but cult hit uh, Iron Giant. There's a mod for it, and he throws things. He shoots lasers out of his eyes. All very interesting. Fallout 4 is a great game. The reason why it's such great is because mostly because of the mod community and Bethesda allows you to do whatever you want. There's Bethesda's stories aren't really always any good, to be honest with you. They're they're okay, they're mediocre, and you usually just you kind of play them, but you don't really play them really type of a thing. But that's actually pretty cool. So I think you guys should check it out if you really want to. Which is interesting. Also, this week. DICE has announced the Battlefield 1 first DLC, and it comes with four maps, two vehicles, and new a new mode, as always. So the new behemoths are going to be the giant tanks. Uh, it's going to be the Char 2C tank. 
Um, so that's going to be interesting. It's going to be the new behemoth tank for it. So if you don't know, behemoths are the big train that goes through the Zeppelin or the battleship, and they're going to have a giant tank with giant, giant turrets plus with turrets all around. So it should be interesting to see how players are going to react to this or adapt to it as well. Also, there's a new uh, French tank uh, that has a giant cannon in front and machine guns all around. Uh, so that should be interesting to play. There's a new elite class. And he's a trench fighter and he has a bunch of different uh, grenades and a pretty top tier uh, melee weapon, more of a mace. So look out for him on the battlefield. There's also Verdun Heights, which is going to be in a kind of like a hilly top uh, forest fire all around type of a thing. So it should be interesting to see how that plays. My least favorite one is going to be Fort Vox, which is basically inside of a fort, and it's going to be more focused on um, uh, infantry fighting, which I've never been in favor of. I never liked Metro, and I never liked um, the prison one from Battlefield 4. I always hated those the most because it just became just a giant grenade spam moment. It got really annoying. You also have Soissons, which is kind of a French town, uh, so there's that one and rupture as well as more more trench e in the battlefield one as well. Uh, so you have you have all this which I'm excited for. I think it's great. Uh, however, you're going to have to have the premium pass to actually get this. That's the unfortunate thing about it. You're gonna have to have that premium pass. Premium pass is fifty dollars. If you're if you're wondering about it, there is also a new game mode. Um, it's called Frontlines. It's kind of more of a rush-style section where telegraph posts need to be attacked or defended. So you have that one as well. Uh, so it's interesting to see what how that's going to be played and that's going to be a popular one. Operations was a huge success. It's one of the most played uh, game modes there. As always, I love Conquest. It's one of my favorite ones. I still like Battlefield 1 for what it is. Am I going to get the season premium pass? Maybe, maybe not. I don't really know for sure right now since I have other games I have to play as well. And it's 50 bucks, so there's that too. Um, but yeah, all this actually sounds really great. The only one thing that I don't like is the... It's a new, it's a new weapon, new stationary weapon. It's, it's basically a... Um, it's basically a mortar... There's, don't need any more explosions in this game. We already have all these different things. I'm not really looking forward to it because you already have mortars, but now you have a stationary mortar that's going to be just as annoying and devastating as always. I, as many others have pointed out, have a problem with the grenade spam. It is pretty pre uh, prevalent, especially with the gas grenades, which I thought should only be one per soldier because it just gets annoying. And I feel like I'll, all I should do is just put my gas mask on and leave it on for quite a while. But there's that as a whole as a DLC. I'm actually excited for this. This actually looks kind of cool. And I like the new behemoth. I think it's going to be interesting. The new tank from the French side is going to be interesting as well. It kind of has a kind of jagged front. So it looks like it's going to ricochet off a lot of tank, um, the AT gun. So it should be interesting to see how players will adapt to that. Plus with the new Trench Warfighter, uh, that should be interesting to see how well that will be and how annoying that will be at the same time because yay, more grenades. That's always fun because, you know, players don't throw grenades out like crazy. Yeah, they do. They really do. But like I said, 
I think it should be interesting. It should be fun. But like I said, but before, and I want to remind you, you either have to have the premium pass or you have to buy the ultimate edition to actually get it, which is almost a hundred bucks. All right. Now, this is one of my favorite game series. Uh, I've played the first two, Banner Saga. Great game, hard game, by the way, but awesome game. They have announced their Kickstarter to help conclude the trilogy. And if you want to see the end of it, you want to see how it ends, I would kickstart it as me as soon as possible because it, you just need to do it. But if you haven't played the first two, I highly recommend playing them. They are really great games. Cannot speak enough about it. Just the hand-drawn, just the kind of the, the, the art behind it. The storytelling is really great. And choices in some ways do matter. I mean, it's kind of heartbreaking to see your little clan dwindle when you have no food. That kind of sucks. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoy just the character development and seeing your character progress and seeing other uh, NPC players have their own um, agendas and opinions and their own things they have to achieve as well. And sometimes it goes uh, contradictory to what you want as well. So uh, if you want to do it, kickstart it. It's at 13,000 right now out of 200,000. It has 42 days left. So I think it might actually hit its goal, but we don't know. Uh, but yeah, it was kicks it was finally launched and I really want this to succeed. So if you want to, uh, please support it. If you don't really care, don't you don't have to. And also Dishonored 2 finally comes out with its uh, customized difficulty. It's live now, so you can add uh, you can add different ways of it being harder, how much your sleeping dart affects it or for how long and all those different types of things. So if you kind of gotten bored about it, well, now you can. Also, there's a whole bunch of fixes, too. So there's that as well. So, yeah, check it out. Now on to my review for Resident Evil 7. So let me let me preface this. I don't like horror movies. And I don't like those types of genre very much. But you're wondering why I played this. Well, it was interesting. It, it Resident Evil kind of lost its way and did, wasn't really a survival horror game. One and two were great. They were really great survival horror games. They really scared the living daylights out of you. And when I was younger, I used to like it a little bit more. Now when I'm older, I don't like it as much. I played it. Alien Isolation was a great game, very survival horror type. It seems like Resident Evil 2 kind of took a lot of um, influences from this because it does have a very limited... Uh, it, it limits on how much you can carry. Uh, you don't get very much bullets, and when you do, you waste them pretty quickly. Not really waste them, but you use them uh, for different things. Um, it does kind of bring back a lot of the old stuff from it. So it, the first game was in a mansion. This is kind of more in a house transitions. I like the mood. I like the scariness about it. I like the kind of the tension of, I only have this much bullets. Can I actually take out this person, or should I run away? type of thing. Now, it did shift from a third-person perspective to a first-person perspective, which I thought was another interesting point as well. Um, the story's interesting. I thought it kind of got a little bit muddled and kind of turned a little bit more action-y at the end, but as a whole, and now figuring out what happened to this house and how everybody went crazy and why is this family like this, it is all very interesting. I'm not going to give away any spoilers. Um, now, if you follow me on Instagram, I've kind of posted some videos, but not only some funny videos of interesting things that happen, um, like more of like trying to trying to knife 
uh, flying wasps and trying to knife away spiders to get stuff and crazy your crazy girlfriend going crazy on you. But that's all I really, really post. I won't really give anything away. As a whole, I think it's actually a really great game. I think the pacing's great. I think the gunplay has been its best been on the series. I think uh, as a whole, it's got it's it's a pretty long game. I spent about maybe I would say fifteen to twenty hours on it, uh, which is a pretty good is is pretty substantial for a game. Um, it is pretty difficult. I've tied several times on it. So many different. Oh, sorry, nine hours. I was way off. So let me correct that. I spent about nine hours on it, but that was through straight gaming. Uh, I did. I had to take breaks, mind you. Uh, but that was on normal difficulty. The only problem is, is once you kind of figure out how to get around players and how to get around these bosses, it's not as hard. Um, it has gone away from the straight zombie genre, which I think is fine because I think the genre, zombie genre is old it's stale and needed kind of a refresh um it's it had a little bit too more influences from the ring which yeah if if you like that's great but it had a little too much influences on that but as a whole i actually enjoyed it i think it's a great game do i think it needs a little bit more yeah i probably need a little bit more of longevity but there are some choices you have to make about midway, which I actually thought was the end of it, but it actually was the midway point. So there's that as well. So I might actually do a second playthrough just to see the different result of it. But beyond that, and I said maybe, because I don't know if I really want to play it. I don't like scary games very much. Beyond that, I was actually thoroughly scared. Uh, the jump scares and just like the footsteps scared the living daylights out of me. The family was frightening, very frightening. And just the many different puzzles and figuring out how to do different things was interesting. So I actually give this a good brew because it satisfied, it'll satisfy scary fans. It's got enough tension. The mood and the setting is really interesting. And figuring out what happened to your missing girlfriend after three years is an interesting uh, thing as well. Umbrella is still there, ironically enough. Um, and it's done away with the zombie with more monsters and supernatural, which is fine. Uh, the zombie genre was a little bit, a little bit outdated and stale, and I need to get away from that. Now, moving on to kind of more of an opinion. I don't do this very often, but since with the political environment when everything is going on, I thought I should talk about this. Why I rather now play games than watch movies. The the unfortunate thing is that Hollywood is getting a little crazy, and it, to me, it seems like they they don't want me to watch their movies anymore because they keep insulting the general public. The one that's actually supposed to, you know, pay to see them, they insult. And they insult at least half of the American population for unknown reasons to me. And it's it's becoming where I have to like now pick and choose because I don't like being insulted. I shouldn't be insulted because I don't agree with you. And that's not, and you're, the, for me, Hollywood's not there to give me their political advice. They can say whatever they want, and that's fine, but to berate a whole a whole swath of the population because it, they didn't vote the way they wanted to seems a little childish. And to me, I think they've... I don't think they understand that people don't want to hear that. And to me, gaming seems a lot better. It seems like a lot more bang for my buck. Uh, even though they're $60, at least for the most part of their multiplayer games, I can get more out of it. Um, and it, I mean, scary games are a little bit more scary with gaming because I'm actually the one participating in the scariness and not just watching it. 
And I also think that developers haven't gotten too far off the deep end yet. Perhaps that yet. I mean, most of them are from the more San Francisco area, so that could happen. Plus, um, gaming has a lot of opportunities for young, for small indie developers to make a mark on them. With Hollywood in film, it's gotten stale where it's mostly all superhero movies, Star Wars now, and that's really it. That's all I see. There's some new stuff that comes out, but it's not as much. It's kind of old and stale. I see way too many remakes, and I don't see as many remakes from gaming. I see still a lot more franchises, which is fine, but I feel like those franchises still have awe, breadth, and depth. And plus, there's a lot of interesting new stuff coming out as well. You have a lot of interesting um, strategy games coming out. Space Sim is kind of making a small resurgence. Um, you have kickstarting going on, and then then and gamers go, I want to kickstart this. And you have, you have a lot, still a lot more newer franchises still coming out, regardless of the risk, financial risk it takes. So for me, this is a more creative outlet still for now. And I think that Hollywood industry has gotten too much into the group think that I don't really want to support them anymore. And that's my kind of take on it. If you agree with me, disagree, let me know in the comments below because I'd love to hear your opinion about this. But let's get on to the gaming news. I mean, gaming deals, I should say. So GOG has Pillow for Attorney, Orion, and Blind Forest for up to 80% off. And I highly recommend looking at Pillow of Attorney because that's a great one. Green Man Gaming has Warhammer End Times for under 10 bucks, 72% off. Look at that. Civilization 6 Deluxe Edition is 32% off. should look at that. Resident Evil 7 that I just reviewed, highly recommend as well, is 20% off at $47, which is not a bad price for a new game. For Honor, which hasn't come out yet, which I will be reviewing next month, is 20% off at $47 as well. Mass Effect Drama, which comes out in March, is also $47. Uh, so there's that as well. And XCOM 2 is 60% off at $23. Great game if you love um, kind of squad management and turn-based. Love it, enjoy it. And there's huge mod supporting as well. So check that out as well. And that's the end of Gamers Cafe. If you disagree or agree with me on my opinion, let me know in the comments below. Again, as always, follow Digital Coffee on, or subscribe to, I should say, on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Acast, and more. Also follow Digital Coffee on the Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook, player.me and so much more anchor radio twitch and all those and if you like these podcasts please consider supporting me on patreon and podbean and as always i got some t-shirts coffee mugs and all the assortment on there as well and join me on tuesday morning when i go through marketing and morning marketing all right guys have a good weekend and see you on tuesday morning later <laughs>